Welcome to the Love is Kind podcast, where mother and daughter, Rosie and Sunny, have united their passions to create a supportive and compassionate community, empowering women to lead their lives, reclaim their voices, live with confidence and courage, and create the joyful, productive, and prosperous life that they deserve. Now here's your hosts, Rosie and Sunny. Welcome. We are so happy you are here and we love having you as part of the Love is Kind community. We are your hosts, Rosie Aiello and Sunny. <laughs> my daughter, Sunny. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, today is a really special day. We have an amazing announcement that we're going to tell you more about at the end. But we want to really tell you and start off with what is Love is Kind and what our mission is and why we need you to spread the word. So our mission is a global mission worldwide to help save a million women and their children from domestic violence. And sometimes that's called domestic abuse. And abuse comes in all shapes and sizes and forms. And we're going to be going through that during our different podcasts. So you get to learn how it shows up. But our mission is really to help women reclaim their voice, their confidence, and their courage so that they can really create a joyful, productive, and prosperous life that they deserve. I don't know about you, Sonny, but I, you know, just having been in a re- relationship I did you know, with your father, how he just put me down, I just didn't feel I deserved very much of anything. And how, do, how was it for you growing up in such an environment? Well, you found out a lot more things when we were, as we were writing this book, but it was our memoir. So yeah, we forgot to tell you, we're writing our memoir, 11 hours to freedom. So you'll really want to stay in the podcast, listen to the podcast and find out when you can get your copy. But yeah, when we started writing that memoir, so many things came out. Oh, we both found out we had similar and parallel experiences with my father. Yeah, I didn't feel like my needs were important. Like I wasn't important. Like I didn't matter. Yeah, and that's really hurtful. And part of the thing that we're talking about here about love is kind is that real love is kind and not hurtful. It's not harmful. It's not terrorizing. And that's how our life was. And this is the movement we want to make. And I was inspired to create this name. I was inspired by Mother Teresa. And even though this is not a religious movement or a podcast, I was inspired by this wonderful woman. And she said, you know, something to the effect of, if you invite me to an anti-war rally, I'm not going to attend. But if you invite me to a pro-peace rally, I'll be there. While we were running away from abuse and we want to help women and children who are suffering from this, we want to focus on what is it that we want. And what we want is love to be kind, unconditional. And when we can create that kinder world, everybody wins. When women and children can release the shackles of abuse, they can find their freedom. They can become productive. They can become joyful. They realize that, wow, I can create my own joyful life. Mm -hmm. You only have one life to live. You deserve to be treated with kindness. I deserve. You deserve, Sunny. And 
And you, our dear listener, you deserve to be treated with kindness. Mm-hmm. Sunny, tell us what love is kind means to you, how you would like to see it show up in your life. Nonviolent communication is one, whether through texting, in person, being mindful of how we communicate to each other. I mean, we're by no means perfect, but to be conscious of it. And when you are, apologize from an honest place because abusers have the tendency to apologize, but they don't really mean it. They do it to, as part of the cycle of violence, which we'll talk about in one of our podcasts in more detail. I guess to me also kindness is showing how thoughtful you are and how much you know the person and what they like, the little things that matter. It doesn't have to always be grand gestures, although they can be nice, but too much of it can be excessive. I'm big on affection. Hugs are important to me too. Yes. (laughs) We're big huggers. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Yeah. If you meet us in person, you know, expect a hug. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I like what you shared about just kind gestures because words matter. Words matter. Many of you may have heard the nursery and like I did, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that is just a blatant lie. You know, we were taught that as little children, you know, so we just thought, well, oh, words shouldn't bother us. We should just like get over it. Well, you can't just get over it. And words are really hurtful. So love is kind, comes in all shapes and forms. Just like abuse comes in all shapes and forms, so does love is kind. Our mission here is to really bring that into the world and to show that you deserve to be treated with kindness. And it's not being hedonistic. It's not being selfish. And there's a difference of being truly kind. You know, we'll have bad days and bad moments, but it's really looking at the pattern. Is the person who you're with, are they kind every now and then? And then they blast you and put you down and diminish you. And then they're kind again. And then they, you know, insult you or hit you or. And then give you an extravagant gift to make peace. Right, give you an extravagant gift to make peace, and then they'll apologize, and then bam, again. So you start to see this pattern of a roller coaster. So we're just starting to get into a little bit of the training here, which is so important. But it comes into focusing that that is not a healthy relationship. That's not a healthy way of being. And then you start to doubt yourself. Well, I want to tell you, if you are doubting, if you have one sliver as you're listening to us of doubt, like, oh yeah, he's, he's been treating me that way. I I didn't know that was abuse. Like I was married 18 years before I even knew I was in an abusive relationship. So I get it. If you don't realize those are the signs. So just start to take a look. And what other signs can you just share from a child's point of view Sunny, that maybe the mother can, you know, be more perceptive of this, or if an adult child or any child is listening to this podcast, you know, maybe just an example of how your father was treating you that was a little confusing maybe at times. Well, I know some women have said to me, oh, he's abusive to me, but he's great with the kids. I can guarantee you if he's abusing you, he's abusing the kids. They like to put up a good front to everybody else, but when it comes to their family, when they're behind closed doors, 
as a totally different ballgame in reality, which is part of the crazy making and why our mission is so crucial because so many people discounted us and challenged us and argued with us about my father. There are threats. They would threaten me and my safety and my, my things. <laughs> my like, give us an example. What would he threaten or your things or whatever? Oh, he told me multiple times he would threaten to throw out my laptop out the window. Or he would threaten to send me away because I did something. God knows what I did. But he said he would, we lived in the Middle East where I was born and raised. I'm American, but I was born and raised in the Middle East. And he would threaten to send me away to America with my mom and give us some money and send us there because of something I did. And I remember like the first time I heard that threat, I was as young as nine years old. And when I was nine years old, I already had the insight like, I shouldn't be hearing this. You shouldn't be telling me this. That felt like an extreme reaction for something I, I did or did not do. It doesn't matter because like with them, a flip of a switch, anything could go wrong. The way you breathe could go wrong. Having feelings could be wrong. And oftentimes, I never felt safe with my emotions around my father. And my mom was like, for 25 years of my life, my mom was the only person I cried in front of. Not even in therapy, not even in front of my close friends could I feel comfortable enough to cry. These are just some ways. And what did your father do when you cried? He would yell at me and he would get angry at me. God forbid I have a reaction and feelings. And I developed this belief that if my father can't handle me when I cry or get upset, then nobody else would. So my mom reacted completely different than my father to me. I felt like she was the only person in the world I could turn to. But I didn't know that my, my association was wrong. Like for 25 years of my life, I had that belief. and. It still takes a lot for me to cry in front of people, but he scared me out of having normal human feelings. And when they invalidate your reality or invalidate what you want, I used to be a dancer. And this was one of the most painful things because my mother had gotten me into dancing since I was little. And I fell in love with ballroom and Latin dancing with Arthur Murray when I was like in high school. So I was in like a late teenager. And I had won my first international competition in Italy as a new beginner. And my father was showing me off to the world, like as if it was his success, even though it was my hard work and my effort. And that's another thing they'll do. They'll take credit for your success and accomplishments, even for their own children and make it seem like it's all about them. And My father, when I got into college for my first year, my campus's requirements was we needed to be in the dorms for at least the first year. And so since I was in the dorms, and I'm his only child, mind you, and he's a very wealthy man. He had highly influential contacts in the Middle East, so he wasn't poor. He could afford it. We traveled first class a lot. So... He called me one day, I was in the dorms on my bed, I'll never forget this, and he told me that he's not going to support me anymore for dance, just because like that, he was like too expensive, and I'm his only daughter, it's not like he has five other kids, and I remember that day vividly, because it felt like somebody ripped my heart out of my chest and crushed it, 
And it's, that was a defining moment for me because it's like any ounce of freedom I did have from him, any ounce of joy and any ounce of independence that I could have, that was my time for me was completely taken away from me. And he just like had no remorse or sensitivity around it, which is another red flag. They don't, they don't have remorse at all. And they won't have it with you. They won't have it with the kids. It won't change. Like having kids won't make things better. In fact, oftentimes it can make it worse. And my mom can make comment on that more. But yeah, and it's hard to remember everything because of trauma amnesia, because I went through so much trauma in my developing years. My therapist has told me that it's normal that it wipes out a lot of your memory. So it can get frustrating uh-huh. to be able to remember. Well, that's really beautiful. And I want to thank you for, for sharing that so articulately. It's really nice. And this is why, you know, we're on this, this movement to create love is kind. Children like Sunny, women like me, we don't need to suffer. You don't need to suffer. Your children definitely don't need to suffer. You've got this one life and it matters. Your life matters. You are worthy. You are deserving. And it takes a lot of courage and it's so difficult to do it by yourself. In fact, you just cannot do it by yourself. And that's why we are creating this community. Again, this community to support you so you're not alone and you'll have that hesitation maybe to go back or you're just confused or it's like, oh, I married him for life. And I mean, I went through all of that. I'm not saying it was easy for me to leave either. I had a lot of extenuating circumstances, but I tell you, there is nothing like the freedom, your own personal freedom. I mean, I look out my window every day and just thank God that I'm here and I'm able to create my freedom. I'm able to create my life. Sunny's able to create her life, you know, it's work, but man, freedom to have your, your own say and to be your own being and to reclaim yourself. And that's what love is kind network is all about. And what the love is kind movement is all about, about moving you forward, making you realize that yes, you deserve a happy and joyful life. Did you want to say something, Sunny? Yes. And Oftentimes, women feel, mothers feel the guilt that, oh, I should stay because we want to be a united front in front of the kids. But when there's abuse going on, all bets are off. All the social expectations for our marriage are often don't qualify anymore because it's not a matter of looking strong and united. There is, what you need to understand is there is no unity when someone's abusing you. There's power and control and submissiveness. And there has never been unity in spite of the illusion of it. And it's hard to hear, but if we know firsthand what that's like and what's best for you and the kids is for you to leave. Because the longer you stay, the longer they'll have issues and the longer it'll take for your children to heal from the trauma. Anger and resentment will build in them, which is not good for them. And they'll always be on a heightened alert because their nervous system is so triggered and traumatized. So I felt like I needed to share that. Well, thank you. Those are important words. And we'll be continuing to share that message as we go along on this podcast. We have something exciting, (laughs) kind of bouncing in my chair here, to continue on this mission of the Love is Kind 
movement, the Love is Kind Network, and as we are sharing on this Love is Kind podcast. And that is the National Love is Kind Day. Yes, a National Love is Kind Day. And you want to know what day of the year it is? You want to tell them, Sunny, what day is National Love is Kind Day? So National Love is Kind Day is July 27th. Yes, July 27th. And this day is special to Sunny and me. And this is the day we landed. We escaped from the Middle East. I engineered an escape to save my daughter and myself from domestic violence. And the day we landed in the United States, for me, it was returning back to my home in California for my daughter. She was born overseas and lived her whole life overseas, even though she visited the United States every now and then. But man, when we landed and those gates opened at San Francisco International Airport and we walked out of those doors, that was our day of freedom. Mm-hmm. That's the day of our independence. And so we want everyone to think about their day of independence and celebrate July 27th. Love is kind day. It's your day of independence. It's your day of claiming you deserve to be treated with kindness. That love is kind and not terrorizing. And when we can create a kinder family, create a kinder community and a kinder world, this is a win-win. So join us in celebrating July 27th. Love is kind day. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to create our own fireworks. <laughs> yes, We're we up- should. That's a great yeah. idea. <laughs> We're up to a lot of good things. Please join us. Please subscribe because when you subscribe, then more people will hear about it. Share this podcast with others. If you believe in our mission, if you need help, if you want to just support us, please reach out. You can get a hold of us at theloveiskindnetwork.com. We look forward to our next meeting. Have a fabulous day. And remember, you deserve to be treated with kindness. Bye for now. Bye. You've been listening to the Love is Kind podcast with Rosie and Sunny. We invite you to join in on the conversation and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. For all past episodes and guest bios, please visit theloveiskindnetwork.com. That's T-H-E-L-O-V-E-I-S-K-I-N-D-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com.